welcome back to another episode of the Same Shade of Difference podcast. This is a continuation of our visit with Colby Faulkner. So we we got through uh, maybe Yellowstone uh, National Park, Colby, when uh, when we decided to take a break uh, yeah. on the last episode. So um, sounded like like Yellowstone was was kind of. Like everybody describes it, just right. just one of those places that you'll never forget about. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the, the prose or the rhetoric to really describe it how I would love to describe it. But, um, yeah, it was great. So our second day of Yellowstone, we covered Prismatic, Old Faithful, and then we just drove out and drove south to... Grand Teton, which was okay, also great. Um, excuse me, but we saw the mountains at Grand Teton, which was awesome. That's I'm not going to say that's all that it has to offer. There's a lot of hiking, a lot of biking uh, in Grand Teton, of course, and we stopped at Lake um, Jenny, I think. Lake, Je- yeah. Jenny Lake, Lake Jenny, something like that. Okay. Um, that was a happening little spot. Really? Yes. Um, I'll have to look that up. I have not, uh, I don't think I've heard of that. It was, yeah, but it was also beautiful. So um, at the little uh, area, like the little pull-off area that you can park in was full. And people were parked for hundreds of feet along the road. So it was full and then some. We fortunately sort of drove around a lot and found a spot. And we saw this really cool Volkswagen Vanagon, which was great. Aren't but those it, cool? Yes. Yeah. I love them. But um, saw one of those. And then we made our way to the actual area. And I was going to say something. That's oh. a, I'm making a, a note because I don't. I can't have the memory that you have, and that you, that, and I won't um, eventually make it back like you described <laughs> in the first episode. Right. Um, but uh, there was I watched a uh, an episode of a show that's on First We Feast, which has the hot ones. If you're familiar oh, yeah, with yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but they have a taco show, uh, Taco Con Toto, I believe, and um, I believe it's. Um, Gabriel um, I can't think of Gabriel's last name Iglesias Iglesias yeah yes has the big van collection yeah Yeah. so so on one of these episodes um, they showed uh, one of his uh, big garages that has has it's insane so uh, I'll send you that uh, he was he was great on the episode as well. Yeah, there was this episode of uh, Jay Leno's garage or Jay Leno. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Garage. Yeah. And he met up with Gabriel and drove one of his buses, and it was it was really cool. Oh, that's and cool. Jay took it on the interstate, and Gabriel was like, "Jay, I don't know." And so he just gunned it and did his thing. They were going top speed, maybe like sixty five, and it was funny. It was yeah, really funny. Sixty five in one of those that might be a little <laughs> dicey. Yeah, but um. Back to Grand Teton. Before we got to the to the main spot at Jenny Lake, we stopped at this um, little pull-off, and I walked down this like rather steep, unsafe 
viney, rocky little path down to the lake in my Burks, which were not as tight as they should have been. So I was fighting that, plus the poor grip that they have. And I was just living. But we got down there, or I got down there, and took my shoes off. And that water was cold, but it was like a refreshing cold. Sure. And I took out some of the rocks, felt them as you would do, I guess, at at the bottom. So I brought Mama Rock. Hey, got you this rock. And then we took off and uh, went to the main spot there at the lake. Um, after Grand Teton, I want to say we went into Idaho. Yep. Yeah. We, we clipped the bottom right corner of Idaho. Um, that was really, really pretty. We didn't see a bunch of potato farms as somebody, I guess, would think. Um, after that, we went south into Utah. and I think we talked while you all were uh, in Utah. We talked yes, via text. I think, oh, about um, arches, right? Yep. Or Canyonlands. Yep. Um, we did those two. We did arches and Canyonlands. So were, did you stop any place before you got to Moab? Did you visit the Great Salt Lake or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We drove through Salt Lake City. Um, we, it was called Antelope Island. Antelope Island National, or State Park, National Park. Um, but that was really cool. It's not very big, but it's, it's cool. You get, you get the vibe. You get the, what, what you see on TV. Sure. Antelope. Um, you could see where the lake used to be and where it's drying up now. And you see all the orange and all the white and all the pink and the rocks and some of the wildlife. And it's it's really neat. Where, did you uh, talk to any tour guides or anything there? Uh, no. We just It was just Mom and I. We just... Uh, so I, I just saw a uh, uh, mini documentary and it talked about... They were doing uh, soil tests on the areas of the Great Salt Lake that, that had dried up, and it had a great deal of arsenic in it. Wow. And um, I believe I believe they're still doing it, but, um, you know, there was a thought maybe there was some sort of dumping or something like that. But uh, I believe the scientists have identified that it's it's naturally occurring as part of the ecosystem there. Wow! And uh, um, but it was a was a noticeable level. It was not a minute level of arsenic in the soil, and they tested from you know all the way out to the the water line. So that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Oh, here's your phone. So, um, and then, um, so I know we talked about before you went there, you headed towards uh, Moab. You stayed there a night, right? Uh, yeah, we got to Moab <clears throat> the 4th of July, actually, yes. And we watched some fireworks from the road into Moab, which was really cool. Um, so you, you came in from the north way, right? You came off yes. I-70. Yes. And went and then, down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. 
And that's then, the way I've always gone in. I was just curious. Yeah. So we stopped in Canyonlands before we slept, and we watched the sunset, which was crazy. So you go on one side at the end. Of, so the road in is the road out. There's yep. like one road. And you go to the very end, and then you go down to the very back, like what I would say is the left side if you're looking at it straight on. So we went down to the left, and you see this canyon, which kind of has like this three-finger sort of thing, and you see like all of this erosion. That seemed to be the common thread in these national parks is just erosion, geology, natural sciences, which was great. Right, but it's interesting. I mean, it's a good, it's a good way to understand how that stuff works. Right, outside of a classroom, it it's an experience that everybody should have. Yeah. Um, so you're looking at these canyons, and it's just crazy because the sun's going down. Then you have this tent from the clouds, and it's just magnificent. Then we go behind us into what I would say is the right side of the end of the road, and we watch the sunset from there. <clears throat> Um, it was really cool because as the sun set, like the edges became more defined and more colorful and it, it, it was great. And to the right, you would have been looking towards the Colorado river, uh, yeah. going into Moab as well. Yeah. Um, and then we left there, stayed the night, got up. Did you do any hiking while you were there or just? In Canyonlands? Yeah. Uh, no, it was too late. So we just sort of. Drove to the end and hiked, walked, really, right. around and um, saw that stuff. Um, arches? Did you make it into arches? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went into arches. Um, we didn't pull... I'm trying to think. We didn't do the trail that you were saying that goes up to Delicate Arch because yep. Mom hates heights. I don't mind them, but she hates them. So we took the upper viewer point viewing point trail and i think the point where you were supposed to stop i didn't stop i like hiked up at the top of this mountain because i wanted like a big aerial view so i got to the top which was great i yeah i'll, I'll remember that for a while and you look one way and it's just this vast desert then you look another way and you see these rocks with the arch out in the middle of nowhere on top of this big rock which is pretty cool um, I also am terrified of heights, and yeah. I did the hike up to Delicate Arch. And, uh, you know, here in the U.S., you, uh, you, you drive on the right side of the road, and that's also the way you share a hiking trail. <laughs> and coming back is, um, is tricky yep. when you're sharing a hiking trail on, yep. on, the, on the path to Delicate Arch. Yep, yep. I can understand why your mom wanted to, wanted to skip that. Yeah. But I was glad I did it, but I, <laughs> I'm guessing I would not do it again. Yeah, I would completely understand. I probably wouldn't either, because um, the thing I, I'm not really scared of them, but my adrenaline gets to me so right. bad to where I just shake like a leaf the whole time, and I, it's hard sometimes. Because actually, at Arches, there was this spot where um, it was the double, the double arch where mm -hmm. there's like one here and then one like right behind it. Yeah. Um, so I climbed to the bottom of the, of the arch behind the, the back arch. And it was very steep and there wasn't a lot to hold on to. 
and it's a whole lot easier going up than what it is coming down. And I found that out the hard way, really. Um, I climbed up. I got the view that I wanted. I got some pictures, of course, yada, yada. And then on the way down, I was taking my dear sweet time because I was not about to fall and just break my body. Were you in your Birkenstocks? I was. Uh, or no, 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 no. I actually decided to put on my shoes this time, which was a wise decision because yes. if I didn't, I probably would have gotten hurt. Um, so I made it down. Uh, before that, I had a water bottle in my pocket because I was—I think I was wearing these exact shorts, and I had like bent my leg so much and it was rubbing against the the rock. It's where I twisted the cap off, and the water spilled like all down slashing. my butt, yeah. and it was bad. But I made it down. I was like, that was fun. And I was pretty much done with that. And then after that, that's when I climbed the top and saw the delicate arch and did all that. And then after that, we actually saw another Vanagon, another Volkswagen Vanagon. And um, that was pretty much it for me. I ran out of energy after that. Yeah, and you spent the night in um, Moab, right? After Arches, we went east into Colorado. Oh, okay. And but you did spend one night in Moab after you yes, did Canyon. Yes, yes, absolutely. There, there was a museum there. It used to be. It was there when I the, the times I've been there, the Stuntman's Hall of Fame. I don't know if really if it's still there. That's cool. But uh, uh, it was small. It, it was kind of like you know yeah. if you got too worked up over it, you might be disappointed. <laughs> But uh, but it, it stuff like that's always still kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I wonder. You you mentioned that when we started the first episode. I wonder if in the day and age of social media and Instagram specifically, is that you get a view of something and it seems more spectacular than when you actually visit yourself, and it's it's smaller because of just the way people take their pictures and and, right. and talk about something. So. It, yeah, I did feel that a little bit. Um, it, I, I didn't see images on social media of what I saw out west, but I saw different stuff. But, of course, they apply filters and edit it and yada yada. But um, I'm not going to say it was underwhelming, but it was I – can't, I can't think of a way to describe it. It was its own. It was an experience. Sure. Um, it was raw and it wasn't really decorated as what it is online. Yeah. And so I respected that. Sure. Um, there's a picture by uh, Ansel Adams, mm-hmm. I think, of a Grand Teton or Glacier, one of the two. And it's that very famous mountain with the dark clouds and the river. And it's really cool. And I felt like seeing that in black and white. And then we got to Grand Tetons and I was like, this is more than what I was expecting. Sure. So there was a little vice versa there yeah. on the trip, which is really cool. And there is something to be said for the weather out there. There's always a breeze. It's dry heat, which is much different. And the sweat, it doesn't really drip off of you unless you're sweating a lot. Because when I was like climbing that mountain or the hill, rather, I, was, I, was, I knew I was sweating, but I wasn't really feeling it. It felt like I, I, I had like a little thin layer of dust on me and I went to go wipe my head and it was 
sobbing. But if you're wet. out there a lot, it can sneak up on you. Right. You can become dehydrated. Yes. But, yeah. But it, it, it's certainly a dry heat. And, and also the, the weather patterns change. I, uh, one of my Moab uh, mountain biking trips, we, um, we rolled out one morning and it was spitting snow and we were in all of our winter gear. Um, and in a, a day riding out there because we were riding single track and and mm-hmm. hard hard trails and such might be from from the hotel 15 or 20 miles round trip and that was sun up to sundown that's all we could cover and we were on our bikes most of the time except when we were taking a picture or eating but but I remember this one particular time and it was in late May early June and we left the the hotel in winter gear and probably about one o'clock in the afternoon we were in our shorts and um, short sleeve cycling shirts and as we were coming in that night just before sunset we were back in our winter gear again and you know it probably was uh, 25 or 30 in the mornings and uh, 80 during the heat of the day right so of course you're in a desert type area so but that it's barren land and you don't really have that in Kentucky, but I respected it because driving through South Dakota, it was next 80 miles, no service next 90 miles, no service. Um, and that's actual like maintenance service, not cell phone service. Right. Um, and I kind of respected it. It wasn't as bad as what you would see, like exaggerated in movies and such. Sure. Um, like Breaking Bad. There are many shots in Breaking Bad where it's just barren. But I don't think it's as isolated as what I was picturing it. I was expecting it to be just 70 miles from anything. But it wasn't really that bad, really. Um if you ever get the opportunity, one uh, I've I've been out west a bunch and I've gone north and south. I found the southern route to be more interesting, not from a stop standpoint, but the way the terrain changes. So, so you you drive out of Kentucky and it changes into southern Missouri and Arkansas, and it's it's very noticeable. And then as you get into Oklahoma. It's it's dramatic, and then as you you get towards New Mexico and Arizona, it's um, dramatically different. And then as you go into Nevada, and then on across California, and uh, I find whichever direction you're coming, it's just uh, um, it's something that you it's it's visually compelling. It's yeah. not something that that sneaks up on you. You, if you you drive it several days in a row, it's like, oh wow, that it's it's a different. The United States is really different in terms of the environment and the terrain and For sure. and the colors. The the colors are completely different. Absolutely. And even in the desert area, the desert areas um, vary. You know whether you're in in New Mexico or Arizona or Nevada. Or or the the eastern part of California, it all all of that desert area looks different. So I thought it was super cool. Absolutely, and South Dakota, I feel like that was probably my favorite spot, like just the whole state, um, because it's just so green. 
it's so green, like as far as you can see. And it was really nice because it felt like you sort of connected as cheesy as that sounds, but you kind of feel it and you kind of feel the natural weight of it. And I like that. So you're saying I should give my uh, buddy in South Dakota a little less crap? Probably not. <laughs> but okay. But, but yeah. It was. So, so after you left Moab, you, uh, you rolled into Colorado? Yes. We stopped in, gosh, where was it? Um, it wasn't Glenwood Springs, was it? It was some kind of ski town. Um, we, we pretty much slept in a ski lodge, which was sort of cool. Another experience. Um, we eat Indian food. And it was the second time that I had curry, and I realized that I still love it because curry is awesome. And we had that, had some naan. Um, there's a lot to be said for bread making, too. Holy cow. I've watched my fair share of bread making videos on YouTube, and very fascinating art form. I like the naan bread I can get at uh, Aldi. Yeah. Aldi's kind of a cheat code. I hear I hear a lot of good things about Aldi. Yeah, but um, I go in there for one or two things. I don't shop there. I, it's like, oh, I know they have this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did that in Colorado. We were gonna go up to, <clears throat> excuse me, we we're gonna go up to Rocky Mountain National Park, but we didn't. Um, we just didn't really have time, and I think we were just kind of ready to be home. And, but not in too big of a rush. Sure. But um. To jail. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One night in in Colorado. Uh yes, yes. Um, we did that. We went to Denver. Yep. Um. We saw where the Broncos play football, which is really cool. Um. We ate at, I think it was Sam's, number three diner, in downtown Denver. Um, that was really cool. It's been on Triple D, really cool atmosphere. They have the biggest menu I've ever seen in my life. Um, they have one of those QR code e-menus where, that you scan when you get at the table. And it's just 18 pages of menu. And you can really just order whatever you want. And it's great. What um, you have? Uh, I had Sam's Big Breakfast, I think is what it was called. Um, they have potatoes, not hash browns, actual potatoes that they fry, which is great. Um, had some eggs. I prefer fried potatoes. Yes. Um, some eggs over medium. I don't know if you're a fried egg kind of guy. I like my eggs done. Uh, I love an egg, Period. I can eat an egg raw. I don't care. I just love eggs. But um, had a medium, crispiest bacon I've ever had, and some French toast. Maybe the best French toast I've ever had. It was thick. It was full. It was good. It was great. It sounds well, like a pretty big meal to it, me. It was awesome. I ate every bite. It was great. Um, after that, we left Denver. And went into Kansas. Um, people say Kansas is a boring drive. It is, respectively. But it's also beautiful as well. 
there's a lot to be said about Prairie Land, period. It's fast, and it's it's great. I loved it. I didn't think it was boring at all. Um, we stayed in... Golly, I can't remember where we stayed in in Kansas. Um, Colby. We stayed in Colby, Kansas. Um, well, that was that was hard to remember. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's not like it's we, a name that's spelled exactly <laughs> like your name. <laughs> we stayed in Colby, Kansas. Did um, you get any pictures, like, of you by a sign or anything? No, no. Um, Man, you guys must have been really tired and sleeping we, at that point. We, I mean, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah. Um, there's a Colby Community College, a high school, um, all kinds of buildings that just have Colby on them, which is really cool. Um, I I told Mom, I was like, can we pull over so I can steal the city limit sign? Um, but... We stayed the night there, and then we drove through Topeka and into Sioux City, the Kansas side of it, and we stopped at Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. Or sorry, I said Sioux City, didn't I? You said Sioux City, but you meant Kansas City. Yes, yes. Um, We stopped in Kansas City for Joe's Barbecue. There was a line out the door from the moment we got there to the moment we left. And it was great. Um, I had a brisket sandwich with some coleslaw and water. And there's a place in Asheville, a barbecue place, and I just was in Asheville. And um, the um, I went to take some pictures of some graffiti, and uh, they were still serving the lunch crowd. And it was about three thirty, and the line was still at the door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It it was great. Um, then we you spent the night in Kansas City? No, no, we drove to Golly, I can't remember now. Um we drove through Kansas City and then um we saw where uh the uh the Royals play baseball and mm-hmm. where the Chiefs play football. Those are right beside each other. They kind of have the Cincinnati scheme going on there, which right. is kind of cool. Um, also, Denver. All the major sports venues, is what the tour guide said, are in one mile of each other, which is really neat. And I thought that was kind of cool because, I don't know, there's just something about like a sport sort of atmosphere in a city, um, especially Cincinnati when you're right there on the river and everything. But... Um, we did that, drove through Kansas City. It seemed like at that point, I can't remember you we all were, were, um, were getting towards the end of your, of your trip yeah, energy. We, um, and you all stopped in St. Louis? We did. So I, what did you do there? Um, it was, it was neat. Um, we saw the arch, of course, because it's right there. And we were looking for this place to eat. And we made our way into Ferguson. And I didn't understand. I had, re- I had remembered that there was, I thought it was Michael Ferguson, but it was Ferguson Michael Brown. And I remember that because I took a um, race and gender class uh, one time. And we talked about that, of course, in inequality. And 
we were in Ferguson and let me tell that is the first time I've felt like a minority in my life and it was nice I respected it because I looked around and I was like yeah like and, and I think we're, we're different here now yeah and I and think it, people like you and I need to have right that recognition and 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 help when there's yes. in, when we see inequality because of course you read about what happened with Michael right and you read about the history of all that going down you sort of see it I guess what you would picture but it it's like there's a weight pretty much yes there's definitely a weight and you feel it yeah for sure and it was uncomfortable, but it was a good uncomfortable. Yep. Um, and so we saw Ferguson. That was pretty cool. We went a little bit outside of Ferguson into a restaurant that I cannot remember the, the name of. It was a brewery. Shaffley. Yes. Thank you. We went into Shaffley, and I had a Reuben, and it was the best Reuben I've ever had. Um, the bread was a little soggy on the bottom, but you yeah, kind of expect that, that, that kind of happens sandwich, with but, the, yeah, with the Reuben. Excuse me, but somebody might have sent me a picture from that. Brewery, <laughs> so that's yeah. that's how I knew. Yeah, um, we uh, we ate there. Um, that Reuben had like um, Thousand Island on it, sauerkraut. It w- it was the whole nine. It was great, um, and then. I feel like I think you all didn't you all push it in from there we stayed somewhere I think did you after we drove out of Kansas City we had to because it was getting late outside of Kansas or when we left Kansas City not Kansas City St. Louis we're, we're in we're in we're in St. Louis now. right but but I'm talking about before we got to before, St. Louis before you got because St. Louis. I know we drove home yes, from that's St. A, Louis yeah that's I a can't long, remember where we stayed after Kansas yeah, City that is yeah, from from here, I've driven from Frankfurt to Kansas City a few times, yeah. and that's eleven or twelve hours. Yeah, but um, we drove through Louisville from the west side, which I had never really done before because I'm used to going down seventy one and entering entering it that way. But it was cool. So you um, came across the new uh, toll bridge? Uh, no, we went across another bridge. All right. Um, I got to go across it recently, and I got uh, we went across to a specific uh, place, uh, a motorcycle shop. Uh, they had no inventory, and we drove back, and it cost me eight dollars and something cents in tolls. Yeah. It showed up via mail about uh, three weeks later. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, to cross a bridge. Twice. <laughs> yep, and we drove through Louisville and on to home, and we got here. On a Friday, that was July. So two weeks, tenth, something like that. Something you want to do again? For sure. Um, next time, I want to go a bit more to the Pacific side. Um, I want to, of course, take the the. Um, I think it's Highway One. It is. Yeah, um, down the coast. Uh, it's super cool. I bet the. 
the views and and the places to stop are just like the just amazing. I always stop uh, uh, in California, Half Moon Bay, and um, there's there's lots of uh, uh, good surfing usually going oh, on. Yeah, and it's really cool. That's cool. Yeah, um, I want to see the big rocks just on the beach, on the beaches in Oregon. Yep, um, that'd be really cool, and just the forest, but. Um, Have you ever, th- ever thought about uh, the coast-to-coast train rides? You talking about like the one from like Chicago yeah, to you, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Zephyr? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah, I've looked into that a little bit, but I, I don't know. I just mm, no, I'd do it. I'd do so, it. So they have these passes that uh, you can get off uh, an unlimited number of of times for like a 30 day period. Oh yeah. So, so you can get a pass and, uh, so you could just decide which places you want to get off, but you do have to finish it yeah. within 30 days. That's cool. So yeah, I uh, definitely do that. Then. So you could do that. Yeah. And that's more you my could style. Spend a day or two or three in Seattle or Portland. Yep. Um, head even take a ferry over to Vancouver, Canada or something like that. Yeah. And, and then really do cool. the stuff. And then they have um, um, trains that go into um, uh, San Francisco and even Southern California that are different than the Amtrak, but then you could grab an Amtrak and and pick it up someplace else because they have a Southern route and Northern route and stuff. So I I really want to see San Fran. That would be super cool. Um, The whole 60s Hyatt-Ashbury scene, that would be really cool i think um so i can't remember uh hunter thompson's book uh hell's angels i think that took place in san fran as well maybe i may be wrong but i think it did and that'd be sort of cool i haven't read the book but trying to find like landmarks and then going to those landmarks um most of hunter thompson's books are cool yes for sure um while we were on the road i read Kerouac's on the road because uh, why not? Why not? And um, of course, there's a big thing about uh, Sal Meet and Dean in Denver, and that was really cool because I got to that part. But it's at the beginning of the book. But while we were in Denver, you know, it was really neat. Um, and I know we're going to have another episode of this how we consume stuff. But how <laughs> did you actually read it? Um, I it was was it a dead tree? Was it Kindle? What was? Oh it? oh oh. Format-wise, yeah. yeah, Dead Tree. Dead Tree, yeah. all right. Um, Got to be. I I think I've read one ebook, and that was um, Long Way Gone, I think, is what that memoir is called. It's about that boy um, over in, uh, gosh, it's, it's not Liberia. It's, uh, it's one of those... Um, African countries right there um, on the western side uh, I cannot remember which one but um, he was fighting or got involved in the civil war that was taking place there he got caught up in it he, I don't think he fought in it but he was like 11 or 12 it's by Ishmael uh, oh gosh can't remember the last name but it was really good uh, enough so enough so to where I finished it on the ebook ebook format, which I think that's the only time I've done that. 
Um, have you read Into the Wild, John Crocker? I've not, but I've seen the movie. Um, that it's, was a long time ago that I've seen the movie. It's a must-read book. Okay, then I'll it, check it out. It is. Um, it is fascinating, and uh, um, there are some uh, some podcasts and. Uh, one of the more compelling one was it was the anniversary of of John's book or something along those lines. And the uh, one of the Colorado um, schools, he did a uh, a night with John Crockier, and and the moderator was his former boss at Outside Magazine. And they talked a lot about Into the Wild, uh, along with his Everest book as well. Um, you mean an Everest book? Yeah. That's, What's that about? Did he climb Everest? Yeah, he was on the uh, ill-fated uh, Everest climb. Oh, wow. That everybody that. died. Uh, he was there not as really a writer, but as he's a mountain climber by nature. Okay. And um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a good read as well. down but uh, into the wild is it, it's it's uh, lots of um, things that'll make you think and 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 uh, you also wonder how people get to where they are and and as he tells the Chris McCandless story um, and of course Chris is dead but uh, He's like a detective, and he pieces a lot of it together. And uh, not to run it for you, but uh, um, years later, he uh, he talks to the sister who begrudgingly talks to him, and they become friends well after the book and the movie were were uh, published. And uh, he he talked her into writing her own book, and uh, um, she has a um, she has a different take on on how her brother ended up there and some of the family dynamics and stuff. So um, it's kind of cool. And all that happens, I'm just swagging it here, but like in a 25-year period. So it's her book is long after Crockier's right. original book. And just to, to talk to you about how important travel is, and I know you you don't need me lecturing this because you, you you seem to already be into it, but but I ran across um, John Crockier's uh, Into the Wild and a couple of other books when I literally was on a road trip and stopped in Seattle for a few days many, many years ago. And stumbled into a small independent bookstore. Right. And, Those are the best. And they had uh, mountaineering books. And although I'm terrified of heights, I've read almost every mountaineering book uh, published. And I'm just fascinated with it. And I'd never heard of this one and uh, grabbed it. And uh, it's just a fascinating just a fascinating read. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so highly recommended. Not to say that his Everest book isn't good. Right. And he's written a bunch of other stuff. Jenny's um, watching the movie based on his book now under the banner of heaven uh, about uh, um, really some bad things that happened uh, um, that uh, is a true story. And so, uh, so, so it's under stuff. the banner of heaven? 
Under the Banner of Heaven. That's a sh- movie? Uh, there's a movie out. Well, it's, the movie's been out for a while. You know, we have streaming, so you, you never know when when a movie came out. Right. But uh, um, it, it's, it's about uh, some killing and murders and deaths uh, related to uh, some folks uh, um, in, a, in a part of the Mormon church. Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting stuff. That kind of sounds like... Um Oh, in cold blood, a yeah. little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also written um, um, a lot of other books that are are highly uh, praised. Uh, one of them, relative, I can't think of the name of it, um, but it is um, there. There were um, some uh, some rapes in a in a small town that were uh, were covered up. And so um, um, he did that. So under the banner of heaven, uh, looks like he—I forgot about this one. He wrote a, a book about uh, Pat Tillman, who was killed by friendly fire, but was a um, a football player. That, oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That I knew that name sounded familiar. And um, so, uh, and then uh, the one I was thinking about is Missoula, uh, Missoula, Montana, and it's. Uh, it was about a rape in a college town, and uh, oh. women raped, uh, not not singular, and how it was uh, was covered up. Um, and I just remembered. So the other book I bought. So I bought Into the Wild, um, and his first book, Iger Dreams, which uh, were were essays that he had written about some of his travels. So so Crockire. Uh, and we'll finish up here and and go to go on to uh, a tease of oh, your no, next trip, but uh, so he was a uh, he was a mountaineer who paid for his travels by being a a carpenter. So he actually really? slung a hammer, <laughs> built houses, and other things, and um, and started writing. I don't want to butcher the story, but because I don't remember fully, but but he had, uh, and he talks about it, I believe, how he got there in that uh, university uh, uh, event that I mentioned to you, and I'll find that and send it to you after the podcast, but uh, uh, it was really cool hearing the, the longtime editor of Outside Magazine t- um, kind of bring John along in his, his career and talk about that. Um, but uh, yeah, he was a carpenter who became a best-selling writer, and and honestly, uh, he wrote for all of the the major magazines when they were major magazines. Outside magazines still exist. Um, he quit writing for Outside uh, over editorial differences. They they made some um, some poor decisions a while back, a few years ago, related to maybe. Uh, um, sensationalizing some things that went on uh, in some stories they published instead of kind of uh, holding true to their values. Um, I think they've come out of that a little bit, but uh, I don't think he's been pulled back into the fold. I think he was, he and a bunch of other people were pretty angry about it. So, um, yeah. so, so what's next? So, so you're leaving town um, Sunday? Yeah. So in. I'll just call it a day since we're approaching the end of this day. So in a little over a day, I will be hopping on a plane to go to Atlanta, and then that plane will then go to Milan, Italy. 
and I'll be there for three and a half weeks. Um, I figured all this travel I should probably do before college because with speed school, your summers don't really exist anymore. Right. That That's how they squeeze in your classes. So um, I just wanted to do some travel while I had the time. And um, my girlfriend is from Italy, and so she was a foreign exchange student this past year, my senior year of high school, so that's how we met. And she left early June. Yes, so she's been there however many months that is, what, over, yeah, one, yeah, one month, a little over one, um, and um, she'll be over there, and then we'll fly back together because she is going to Northern Kentucky University to play golf um, on a golf scholarship, um, so it'll be nice because She's not from a big city, necessarily. She's from a small city that's about halfway between Milan and Venice. Um, so I'll get the, the small cultural vibe, really, and not the touristy vibe, which I think I'll greatly appreciate. Right. Um, we're going to make a trip to Venice and a trip to Rome, um, and then that'll be that. Cool. Uh, Sounds like an epic trip. And, yeah. And, and, and you're not wrong, because... Uh, college creeps up on you and then your summers fill up and then college is over and you got to get a job yep. and uh, uh, anytime you have the opportunity to travel you you should take the opportunity to travel right you I always have said uh, well I'll go there later or I'll go back and my experience is when I've gone someplace super cool sometimes I've never made it back and uh, yeah. Uh, I had an epic Alaskan trip, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back in ten years. It's been twenty years, and I haven't been back because life gets in the way. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so I, I saw that coming, and I've heard about that happening. So I wanted to jump the gun a little bit and take yep. take it while I can. For sure. So, um, we'll do that, and then come back, and we'll be here a week, and college starts. Then school starts. Yep. All right. So. Good deal. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you uh, joining us for both episodes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's uh, let's keep doing this and talking and weaving these in between your classes and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I definitely want to hear about Italy, but I want to get to some of the tech stuff that you and I oh, yeah. talk about all the, the time as well. So so it's funny. So, so you and I both, uh, I sent you a... Uh, video this morning about uh, Mark Rober hosting the yeah. Kimmel show. Yeah. And you and I both uh, um, are, are Rober fans. And, mm -hmm. and uh, um, you, you like, did you enjoy that class that I sent you? Yeah, and, I did. Um, it was really neat. I picked up on some uh, electrical stuff, which is really cool. I, I like electricity. Yeah. So, so it, it's funny is so uh, a guy that's a friend of mine that's between our two ages um, I sent him that too because I always send him content, and he always is like, "Dude, man, quit sending me stuff. I have, I have such a backlog. Don't stop." And then he'll thank me after he listens to the book or watches the video or whatever. Right. But uh, he replied back while we were doing this podcast, and he's like, "I'd never heard of this Rober guy before." And I'm like, "How could you? How could you not know who Mark Rober is?" Yeah. 
So Which uh, was funny that he actually did that in yeah. the episode about the old and the new yeah, generations. Yeah. So, and I thought that was terrific. Yeah. That, uh, that, that all the young kids, and, and some of those kids were super young, mm-hmm. uh, knew who he was. And not one person over the age of 30 knew who Mark Rober was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he has... Uh, he worked for NASA, he worked for Apple, and he has 22 million followers. And he's he's been on the news frequently because of his... Um, his pranks. His pranks, <laughs> uh, especially the ones related to, to people stealing packages. Yeah. Um, kind of got worldwide recognition there. So um, being a lifelong learner and, and, uh, and staying aware of those things... Uh, Sure, sure makes life more interesting. Right, for sure. So, so Kobe, once again, thanks for uh, being on the episode. Where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, Colby.Faulkner. Um, that's the one I'm usually on. Uh, Twitter. Do, do you post very often on Instagram? Not really. Once in a blue moon. I think my last post was in April. Like, whenever I feel like it, I'll just post. So, so you could take some of those uh, electronic files and go out and, and post some of your trip pictures. I yeah. People would like that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, this was a pretty big thing, so I, I'll probably post about it. I, I bet uh, I bet our audience will be clamoring for that, so you make sure you do that. <laughs> for sure. And then uh, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Not very often, but often enough. Um, Colby Faulkner 4 is my handle on that, so... So, yeah. All right. Good deal. Well, thanks for for joining us, and uh, let's do this again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, man.